You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is about the benefits of a CRM and marketing automation, all in one tool. And I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me, Craig Klein. Let me tell you all about him. Prior to founding Sales Nexus, he spent 15 years building and leading sales teams, selling multi-million dollar deals, multi-year contracts to energy companies such as ExxonMobil, BP, Shell, and Chevron, which, by the way, those were some of my clients when I worked at IBM, so that's kind of <laughs> cool, Craig. <laughs> the long, complex selling environment within these energy giants gave him a keen sense of the risk of misallocated sales time, which I also love because we're going to talk about productivity. He writes about business and sales topics for several key media like Forbes, Small Business Today, and socialmediatoday.com. He also serves as a mentor to students at the University of Houston's Wolf Center for Entrepreneurship, and he is a sought-after speaker and author at many key exhibitions and conferences. Welcome, Craig. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else do you want to add to that introduction? Oh, that was great. Thank you very much, and thanks for the opportunity to be here. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, we're excited to learn from you, and I, I'm really excited about the long sales cycle and possibly how we can shorten that because I know everybody wants sooner rather than later. So let me kick let me kick this off. I know personally I help a lot of my clients configure their CRM and marketing automation systems and I haven't had the opportunity to work with Sales Nexus just yet. Can you share a bit about the product and who is the perfect customer for you? Sure, yeah, we work a lot with medium-sized sales teams, you know, so if you've got five or 10, 50, up to 100 salespeople, then you know the, the solutions that do everything you need are usually too expensive and too complex. You know, you, a, a team that size doesn't have the IT and marketing resources to really babysit all the technology. So our solutions simplified everything in one for a sales team to run and let the system take care of nurturing leads and things like that automatically. Perfect. So who would be your direct competitor, like Infusionsoft or Salesforce or smaller tools? All of them. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the, that's the problem, right? Is I wouldn't want to be a buyer in this market because it's so confusing, so overwhelming with so many options, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so then, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, we, we, try to, we try to work with teams where, you know, a lot of times they've tried the, the big name brands, right? And it just, they're all great tools and they'll get you about 85 or 90% of where you need to be. And we try to get them that extra 10 yards, you know, to the goal line. And that usually involves just tailoring the system to fit their unique, their unique way of doing business. 
said, do you have a system or process to gather the requirements? Because a lot of people think you just flip the switch, it's working, but you need to think, how do I want to see the data coming out of the system? So do you help clients get to those key decisions? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's that's the fundamental mistake that most people do make is that, you know, they, they just kind of say, well, let's just turn it on and see how it'll work. But it's, you know, it's like building a house. That's the way I like to think about it. You got to build the foundation before you start putting in the windows. And the foundation in this type of system is the organization of your customers. And the way you need to organize your customers is different from the way I would need to organize my customers, right? There's little details that matter. That's where we always start. That's awesome. I was recently doing a workshop for one of my clients, and it came up during the workshop that not all the salespeople are using their CRM, that they invested a lot of time and money in configuring. And, of course, that led to a discussion. Do you see that often where a CRM gets implemented, but it doesn't get adopted very easily? Oh, yeah. So 50% of CRMs, quote, unquote, fail. And, it, and that's the main reason what you just stated, that the, you know some of the salespeople use it, some of them don't use it at all, and there's a lot of guys in the middle, right? And, you know, just between me and you, I think that's about half a failure of management and leadership, you know? You know, one way or the other, it's got to be everybody's in or we're not getting what we want out of it, and leadership has to say that to the team, right? But at the same time, most of these solutions are way too complex, and I don't blame salespeople for saying, hey, man, I'd rather be out there selling than using this thing. So what have you come up with with your company as a way to make it easy and simple so people can just log their stuff in and move on and, and make the money? Because that's what salespeople love to do, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so, you know, it's really not rocket science. So if you had a huge budget and, you know, you wanted to bring in Oracle or Salesforce or somebody like that and spend a whole bunch of money and have five consultants running around your office setting everything up for you for the next six months, then what you would end up with is just a basically a customized version of the software where they're going to kind of organize the screen so that the things that matter in your business are front and center and everything else is out of the way and not distracting everyone, right? So you can do what you need to do in as few clicks as possible. Well, we've just designed our platform to be easy to do that. So you don't need 10 consultants to get there. You can do it yourself in 10 minutes. Yeah, that's awesome. So I know people do what gets measured, right? Because that's how they're rewarded. What are some key metrics and KPIs a CRM system should have so management can know where they're at and even the salespeople know where they're at? Do you have some ideas? Yeah, for sure. You know, the again... To me, the, the real magic is in building your KPI matrix, so to speak, so that it's built around the way you go to market. You know, in other words, it, let's say you're an insurance business and you sell property and casualty and health insurance to businesses. Well, you know, there's a lot of other people you're competing with that sell exactly the same thing and the same lines of insurance and all that, right? So you might think that you could go find an out-of-the-box insurance designed system and just unwrap it and go, right? But in fact, the little details about how you differentiate yourself from your competition are the key ingredients to being successful with your CRM, right? In other words, my KPIs are, you know, in my insurance business, for example, my KPIs are not just, you know, how many employees do 
do we have at each of the opportunities that my salespeople have opened up this month or something like that. But because we know that we're especially good at closing business with companies that have, you know, 50 to a hundred employees and are in these three industries and don't have an HR person, then that's what I need to see on my dashboard. Right. So that I can really focus my team on the sweet spot for my business. Right. Absolutely. So that's great for insurance. Is there a typical, I like to manage, I like to look at how many days is my sales cycle? Cause I think that's a really important metric and the shorter we can make it, the better. Is that a Absolutely. metric that you like to watch as well? Of course. Yeah. And you know, it depends on the, the market, right? We were, we were talking earlier about the energy business, you know, in that business, the sales cycle might be six months or more in some cases, right? And if you're doing digital marketing and you've got an inside sales team, heck, your sales cycle might be a few hours, right? Right. So it depends that that's one metric that may be really important to different businesses. But again, I think the key is to decide on what those metrics should be yourself, you know, and not get stuck measuring the same stuff everybody else does because that's just not reality. Your business is different and unique. Yeah, that totally makes sense. One of my favorite functions of a CRM is the ability to nurture prospects until they either unsubscribe or convert and buy. Right. You've got some tricks on nurturing people so it doesn't feel pushy and icky. Can you share some of those? Yeah, sure. I mean, first of all, it's, it's just such an easy win for most sales teams because most sales teams are not doing it, right? Even if you've spent the money on a nice CRM and a nice marketing automation system, typically those are two different systems, right? And so right. somebody on your team's got to sit there and move information back and forth. And that person usually has other responsibilities as well. So they're just not doing it as often or in as real a time as, as needed. And so, you know, what we all get the emails that we see from vendors that we've done business with, right? They're kind of the same email going out to all everybody, right? right? Well, if all you do is set up a few little emails that automatically go out to the cold leads that you've lost and past clients that you've lost and things like that, and then set it up so that your salespeople can quickly respond when people engage with those emails, man, it works every time it's tried. We typically see 10 to 20% increase in sales in four to six months just from doing that. So tell me in detail what you do. You, you find out who's been cold and do you write, do you automate the email or do you write an individual one? No, no, it's totally automated. It's really, you know, when people, when you lose an opportunity, sometimes you lose it to your competitor and there's usually a good reason, price or service or whatever, right? Sometimes they just say, you know what, it's not good time for us. You know, our budget comes, our new budget comes up at the beginning of the year, boss is out of town, whatever. Point is, they, they're almost never saying, go away, I don't want to ever do business with you, right? Right, um, right. So it's just timing. So all you're really trying to do when somebody says, not right now, is automatically stay in front of them. Because eventually the timing will be right. And if you're the one staying in front, front of them, then you're very likely to get the call, right? So right. what we do is we write those emails so that it's not just a, hey, are you ready yet? <laughs> you know, it's more, 
helpful content that we know is going to be useful to our typical customer, right? You know, three tips for doing this or, you know, five ways to uh, reduce your health insurance bill or six ways to to winterize your home or, you know, whatever the things are that your customers need to know and you're an expert in, you know, good old fashioned content marketing pieces. You automatically send those out when somebody goes cold on you. And then our system will alert you in real time when somebody engages with them. So they're basically, you know, they get the, they've gotten 10 emails from you over the next or the last six months and they haven't done anything with any of them. Right. And then all of a sudden the 11th one goes out and they open it up and read it and they click it to go to your site or watch your video or down your, download your PDF or whatever it is. And they're basically raising their hand and saying, you should call me right now. And with sales nexus, they, the salespeople know, okay, here's a guy I need to call right now, instantly. That's awesome. That's awesome. Good for you. Very cool. Besides that, you're also really good about market domination. Can you share what that means and how do we actually do that? (laughs) Well, so it's really just an extension on what we just talked about, right? So as sales teams, you know, I mean, we're typically closing, you know, if you're really doing good, you're closing 25 or 30% of the leads that you're talking to, right? Typically. So that means you got 70, 75, 80% of the leads you're talking to that are kind of getting just thrown over your shoulder, right? And so you put them on a lead nurturing campaign like we just talked about. And that just always comes back to you. But then the other thing that most sales teams don't even think about is how limited they are just in terms of their reach overall right? So we we have a whole different department in the business that's worried about marketing and they're supposed to get us in front of uh, customers, right? But, you know, they, we got limited budgets and maybe we're focused on a geographic area, you know, here in, I'm in Houston and maybe I, I've focused my marketing in Houston and surrounding areas, right? But there's customers all over the nation, all over the world that I could be doing business with They need my product and service just as much. They just don't know I'm here, right? Right. So that's what's so beautiful about email. If you can build up a list, a good email list, and put them on a a content-based campaign like we just talked about, it works the same way with people that have not been a lead yet as it does with leads or people that were a lead. You know what I mean? So you can use it as a lead generation technique and it can be huge. So you can all of a sudden, instead of you're nurturing the thousand leads that you went through in the last couple of years, um, you're nurturing 10,000 people that don't even know you exist, but when they need what you offer, when they're ready to change vendors or whatever it is, they're going to know about you and they're going to click on that email and you're going to call them. That's awesome. So do you have this written down like in a report that the listeners can get? Of course. Yeah, we have a PDF that we created here called the Four Steps to Market Domination. And it's just a simple guide to number one, organizing your customers, you know, figuring out what are those fields that you need in your CRM? What is the data you need to capture about your customers that I would need to capture about my customers and will become sort of the pivot points of your whole marketing system. And then secondly, writing these emails that we've been talking about, you know, I don't want to scare anybody when, when I say content marketing pieces, 
that I know to most people sounds like, oh my God, I got to go hire in a marketing firm. We got to develop a white paper and create some graphics and all this stuff that we don't like to do. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. It's really very simple, you know, and in the four steps of market domination, we, there's a little worksheet that all you've got to do is write down, here are the problems my customer has that I can solve. And if you can write those down, then the four steps to market domination guide will help you write an email that will get people with that problem to click on. it. Perfect. And I'll put the, the link in the notes. What is the link where they can get that? Yeah, we've created a, a page on our site. Uh, it's salesnexus.com slash Nancy Gaines. And it's right on that page. Awesome. So I want to ask you two more questions before our signature questions. The first is you've written for some pretty impressive media, Forbes, Small Business Today. If some of our listeners want to be writers for media you know, of that magnitude, how do they get in there? Because I heard... I hear the door is kind of hard to get through. Yeah, that's a great question. And, and my road has, with regards to writing, has certainly been a winding one. It's never been a primary thing for me. But I just enjoy it, you know, once I got started with it. And, you know, we started blogging. And that's, you know, my main piece of advice is just, number one, start, right? Just start writing. Because the more you do, the better you get. I think what I find with our customers is that most of us are our own worst critics, right? And and that keeps us from writing very much because we're very critical of our own product. But if you if you get it out there, put it on your blog, you'll start to find that your customers appreciate what you have to say because you're an expert in what you do, right? So that's number one, get it out there. And number two, you know, do a little bit of SEO and make sure that it's coming up in searches and other people are seeing it, right? And, you know, I think once you, once you start to have some writing out there that people, that you can reference, that you can point people to and they can go and read and they can see, oh, okay, it's pretty good. And this person's an expert in their uh, field. Then there's, you know, it may, it could be Forbes or it could be a niche site that's focused on your industry, you know, your trade association and those, those kind of groups need content, right? And they welcome your contribution. So, you know, in a lot of industries, that's the way to get started. That makes sense. One of the things I teach to my clients is using helpareporter.com. Harrow, are you familiar with that? (laughs) Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, I have a book on Amazon. It's just a step-by-step guide how to get quoted, but you're actually writing the whole article, which is a little bit different skill set than just being quoted, although quoting is a great place to start. Very cool. And then I wanted to ask you about your... The Contact Us page, you had some tricks on how to spice that up. Yeah, so, you know, that's, it's one of those pet peeves of mine, right? When I'm talking to a customer, I'm looking at their website and I'm trying to get a feel for what they do and who they're targeting and things like that. And I, I run across their Contact Us form and it's just Contact Us, you know, put in your name, email, and et cetera, right? The same as any other Contact Us form man, what a lost opportunity, you know, let your customer tell you what they want. You know, you can do that in a lot of different ways. Give them a way to, you know, provide more than one form. Like you, there's some customers that fill that form out that are asking for a price quote, right? Well, you should, you should probably have a separate form for that, you know, but you know, then there's other people filling it out that need customer service and things like that. Let them, let them fill that out and 
and tell you what they want so that it's not left up to your team to reach out to them and try to play phone tag and blah, 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 just to figure out how they can help, right? Let Make it easy for the customer to sort of self-identify and say, this is what I need and here's the best time to contact me and et cetera, et cetera. Just make it easy for your customer. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, you're right. It is pretty generic and then it ends up with the wrong person and they have to do phone tag. So that's brilliant. Love that. Yeah, and, and you can also add fields, you know, those, those fields in your form can go right into your CRM and they can trigger different campaigns based on what they put in the form. Absolutely. That's great. Are you ready for the signature question, Craig? I am ready. I am passionate about time freedom, letting people do what they want to do when they want to do it. So if you had one more hour in your day, 25 hours every day, how would you spend that extra hour? Man, that would be such a gift, right? Is a gift. <laughs> well, for sure. In fact, I just last week took my oldest son to college. He's a freshman in college. Oh, and congratulations. So, That's a milestone. Yeah, yeah. It's very exciting. So far, so good. But anyway, you know, really, I think what I would say is I would just spend more time with my kids. You know, it doesn't last forever. That's a great answer. Very cool. Where did he end up going? Colorado School of Mines. So, oh, that's right up the road for me. Yeah, beautiful up there. Gosh, I wish I hadn't gone to school there. So you just drove up here to drop him off? Yeah, we drove up uh, in his car, dropped him off, and I flew back. Yeah, it's. I feel so fortunate to be here in Colorado. That is literally just north of me. So he, he's in good hands. Golden is a good place to yeah, hang out. Such a neat place. Awesome. For people who would like to work more closely with you and your company, how can they connect with you? Yeah, well, uh, you know, you could go to salesnexus.com. You could start a free trial of the system and, and uh, put your hands on it and drive it around. And, of course, we're on Twitter, uh, at salesnexus. And you can also go to salesnexus.com slash Nancy Gaines, and we've got the four steps to market domination and also some other links to some helpful resources. Perfect. I will put all of those in the show notes. Craig, is there anything else you'd like to cover that I didn't even think to ask you? No, no, this has been great. Yeah, lots of good tips for people to really dominate their marketing. I love that and actually track it because when you track things, you can see if it's working or not. So everyone needs a CRM. Do you agree? Absolutely. You know, even even the the smallest little business, that's that's the time to start when it's just you, you know, is start getting organized because when you add people to staff, it's going to get harder. I teach that. I love that. And you know what? Excel is not a CRM, people. You can <laughs> list a couple of things there, but it is not a CRM. So go check, check out Sales Nexus and see if it's a good fit for you. Thanks so much for being on the show, Craig. This has been awesome. And listeners, I have a program for business owners looking to systemize their companies like CRMs. That's definitely a system. We systemize in 30 days or less. So if you're feeling overwhelmed and overworked in your business, this program could be for you. We work side by side and actually get these systems set up so you leave with completed work. Go to nancygains.com to learn more. And if you love this show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. 
And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.